All right, welcome in to the flagship podcast. Man, this is one of my favorite guys, an absolute dog, and a guy I think needs to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because he was down there in the trenches doing the work of three men for the Pittsburgh Steelers when they won Super Bowls in the 05 season and in the 08 season. Everybody remembers that uh, that toe-tap touchdown pass from Roethlisberger to Santonio Holmes, but my man Casey Hampton was in the trenches controlling things. He was actually doing some longhorn on longhorn crime in that Super Bowl going up against Lyle Senline. But let's welcome in Casey Hampton, big case. What's going on, my man? Man, I'm good, man. Just hanging out, chilling, man. Just trying to stay out the way, trying to stay safe. Man, I you and I go way back. I mean, I covered you when you were you just barely learning your way around campus and from the minute you got to Texas, you were shaking things up, man. 96, you were a freshman. And uh, my man, Dan Neal, who was a senior on that team, I remember him going, I don't know who this guy is, but he is impossible to move. And of course, it was Casey Hampton, and you would go on to lead the team. People still talk about this. You led the team in tackles at Texas. Two years as a nose guard and uh it's it's um, i mean people still talk about it and all i remember is you just cussing sean rogers and Corey redding saying i'm getting double and triple teamed every play y'all better be making some plays around here you remember that <laughs> yeah man that was the good old days man had some real real good guys around me too man some real good guys that could play well and they give you credit man Corey redding's like are you kidding me Casey Hampton scared the life out of me. I, I had to become a better player. He was going to whoop me. <laughs> he was and a look, young pup, man. You had, I, C. Ray was a young pup. You know, you had, to, you had to break those young guys in the right way. You know what I mean? I think it went a long way with his, you know, how we did him his freshman year. You know, when he was there, I think that helped him out a whole lot, though. Well, yeah, and you, you know, Corey Redding ended up with a double-digit years career in the NFL. Um, and you know, you help spur him along, but let's go back. I want to, we'll get to the Super Bowls and your time in Pittsburgh and why I think you should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and why nose guards don't get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame and they should, especially when they do the work that you were doing uh, on that Steelers defense. But let's go back to Texas and and why you picked Texas? Because you and I were just talking before we got going here on the flagship podcast, and we appreciate everybody listening here. Uh, feel free to get over to iTunes, give us a five star rating and and review, and tell us how much you in, enjoy listening to my man Casey Hampton preach the gospel here. But um, why you know you're a kid from Galveston, and and uh, John Makovic is the coach. Why'd you pick Texas? Um. <clears throat> I mean, why not? You know, um, I, like to be honest with you, I, I grew up. I, I grew up. I was always an A&M fan. You know, they had the Wrecking Crew. That was, you know, that, those were that was the team. You know, so that was always a thing that I kind of wanted to go to A&M. But uh, I remember uh, Slocum coming to my school and, um, when I was a senior, and um, he told me he didn't feel like I was going to make the grade to go to. Um, and you know, so they weren't going to offer me a scholarship. So, of course, you know what I mean? 
Texas is the really the best school in Texas anyway. I just, you know, I like the AM's defense. So right. that was just a natural choice for me. You know what I mean? Uh, to go to UT and punish them every time we played them. You know what I mean? So Oh man. That was that was that was the deal. You know what so I mean? Did, so if AM would offer me a scholarship, I probably wouldn't have been at Texas. So after those games, I mean, would you would you kind of slide by the AM sideline, make sure uh you and RC made a little eye contact? No, nah, we I ain't had to do that because Every time you can look it up, every time I played them, I had double digit tackles. So I took that I took that game personal every time we played them. You know, I, I didn't I didn't appreciate the way he didn't have faith in me. So yeah. I, I had to show him every time we played. So he didn't ask you. He told you. I don't think yeah. you're gonna make the grade. He didn't say, he Hey, are you gonna make the grade? Because I want you. Nah, nah. Say so he didn't think I was going. Wow. Don't make it. So, you know, that's 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 the reason that I um came to texas well and then you get to texas and here you are as a freshman you're the hardest place you know will Muschamp always told me the closer you play to the ball on the line the harder it is to play as a freshman and there you are i looked it up in the 96 big 12 title game against nebraska when y'all shocked them you had five tackles a tackle for loss you're right in the middle of everything and that that was a huge game and and it, you had a great season as a freshman. What what do you remember uh, about that game in particular when y'all won the very first Big Twelve championship? Man, it's that was, that was like a blur, man. That was so long ago, man. Yeah, ninety six. Like, uh, man, you were probably like crazy. eighteen or something. Man, I was a puppy back then, man. But man, I just remember. Um, I just remember like. The, the build up to the game, the hype of, you know, how good Nebraska was and, you know, what they were going to do to us and how they're going to play us. And I, and I just, you know, I've always been like a guy that's really, really physical, going to play physical all the time. So I just felt like that, 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 that game they were going to play wasn't going to work. You know what I mean? So I just remember going into the game, man, and just being physical with those guys, you know what I mean? And, and just, and just smashing them up front. You know what I mean? We had Chris Aikens. You know, a hump man. We had some, we had some dogs up front. You know, they were tailor made for Dustin Renfro. He can come downhill to make plays. You know what I mean? So um, we just, we we were, we were kind of tailor made for them. They, they were kind of right for the pick. And I think that we really underachieved that year. And I think that we had a better team than a lot of people thought that we had. So I, I think that we matched up great against them, but nobody was giving us a chance but us. But I felt like we definitely were were a better team. Yeah, and that was the game that James Brown, and I was the guy who asked him the question, and Makovic was furious with me. He thought I made it up. Uh, we Remember, we'd do those lunchtime uh, interviews. You guys would come up for lunch in, in, in like the Centennial Room or something, and, and I remember James came in, and I was like, James, what do you make of being a three-touchdown underdog to Nebraska? And he looked at me like he wanted to fight, and he was like, I don't know. I think we're going to beat them by three touchdowns. And I was like, uh excuse me, uh, you, uh, when did you start thinking that? You know, and he's like, man, we got good players. We got good players. And apparently Magovic made him go in and tell y'all he said it, and a bunch of y'all were like, yeah, let's go kill these guys. And I love James Brown. I mean, you got to love that guy. All he did is win. Yeah, man, when your quarterback got that kind of confidence, man, hey, man, he was a, he was a, he was a player. You know what I mean? He, you knew, you knew on Saturday what he was gonna get. You know, it might not look pretty. He, he gonna, it's, it just gonna, he gonna get it done. Some kind of way, he gonna make it happen and get it done. Definitely had uh, trust in. Yeah. Well, then you you tear up your knee, 
Uh, you miss the 97 season, which is probably a big part of the reason they went four and seven without you. Um, yeah, they weren't they that good that year. Yeah, they weren't that good that's, that that's year. The, that's, the, that's the running thing with Big Sean and said, my boys, I still, you know, I still talk to. I say, yeah, y'all was sorry that year. I didn't play. <laughs> they, yeah. they get mad about that. Hey, you're like, what happened to y'all? You know, I mean, <laughs> what, I leave and the whole bottom falls out, you know? But then yeah. you come back in 98, Mac Brown is now the coach. And, you know, you start imposing your will. You end up leading the team in tackles in 99 and 2000. You lead the team in tackles for loss in 2000. And, you know, just, uh, you know, I don't know what kind of thoughts you have, but I remember, you know, you and Sean and, and said, and, and C red, I mean, that was just a monstrous, uh, defensive line full of future NFL talent. Oh yeah. And we had some players, man. Like I say, we, we had some, we had a lot, a lot of talent. I think that, uh, I think when Matt, I think when, um, Matt Brown came, that kind of changed the whole, changed everything for me. You know what I mean? Because, um, the defense we were playing in with uh, uh, Macavick, I think it really it was okay. But I think when Mac Mac Brown came in, he uh, and Coach uh, Coach Reese, they let us attack and let us play. You know what I mean? And we were so athletic and so quick and fast. Like, and you know, Coach Reese's whole thing was the linebackers on scholarship too. Go get the ball. You know what I mean? And like as a D lineman, you like man. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like the perfect, like, that's the, you can't hear no better words than that. You know what I mean? Like, fend for yourself, go get the ball. I, I think that, and that, and that was part of, part two, you know, me said and, and, um, Big Baby, us being so dominant that you rather, you rather play to your strengths with us and let us go eat rather than let us just eat up blocks and try to make linebackers make plays. Let us just go ahead and go do our thing. So I think they did a great job of recognizing that early and letting us just play. Now, I remember, and I don't know if this is true or not, I think Sed told me this, uh, Sed Woodard, of course, that y'all would have to kind of get Sean Rogers going. Sometimes he might just be in idle, you know, in neutral. And like Sed said something like, did you hear what that dude just said about you? And like y'all would pull that card on Sean Rogers and then all of a sudden he's grabbing guys and throwing them you know, by getting the quarterback and I mean, is that true? Y'all get him going yeah, like that? We had to get Big Baby going. He <laughs> uh it took him it took it took him a while, but man, that's one of the most competitive dudes like around. Like, you know what I mean? I, I think a lot of a lot a lot of his motivation came from, you know, I'll make a play, said to make a play. He'll feel like he has to make a play. You know what I mean? And just being in that environment, being around us, I think that that helped him out a whole lot because it could big baby can have some lulls where he would just he would just be in cruise control but his his crew but his cruise control is better than a whole lot of people right. will go believe right. that so right. so yeah that dude there man like unbelievable like that that dude was like probably one of like the most talented guys um that i played with man like you should see the dude play basketball dunk the ball all that kind of stuff he's cool with the with the basketball team that dude athletic guy now are you still in touch with with sean oh, i talked to big baby yesterday oh uh, yeah baby i talked Love to him it. yesterday that's my man like him said you know all, all my d-line guys man i, I kind of keep in touch you know you be with those guys that's 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 where you get your lifelong friends you know um in, in college you know oh yeah now take me through 
you know, you lead the team in tackles. Was that a goal for you? Because that just doesn't happen. I'm looking through all the annual leaders here in my, in my media guide, and there's no <laughs> defensive lineman leading the team in tackles since Casey Hampton. I mean, what, what was going on there? Was that a goal or was that just you just loving the game and taking care I of it? I think the first year is just me just getting to the ball, going get it. You know what I mean? Just I was like in the best shape of my that was like my junior year. I was like in the best shape of my life. I felt good. And they just let us go. And um, uh, you know, Coach Tolly, Borehole, Pump the scene, go get the ball. And you know, man, I, I think I and a lot of that came with Sid playing next to me, Aaron Humphrey playing next to me, Big Baby playing next to me, man. Like it's like who you gonna double team? It was it was so tough on people to block, block us up front that, you know, man, we, we made a whole, whole lot of plays, man. I think it's a trip, definitely a tribute to uh, the guys I played with, man. I, I made a lot of plays, but those guys, man, made a lot of that possible for, for each other. You know what I mean? Like, that, it made, made life a lot easier for all of us. Well, and I remember talking to you for a story I did with the Dallas Morning News. I mean, you grew up in a tough situation you're watching TV as a kid and some guy comes charging into your apartment and he like trips over you and gets shot right on top of you. And I mean, you were, you, you saw a lot of stuff growing up and, and I know that shaped your toughness, but you know, just talk about where that dog comes from in Casey Hampton. And uh, definitely from my upbringing. Definitely coming from where I'm from. I think um, Galveston, being from Galveston, is a little bit different than being from other places. And I like—I think a lot of people say that, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's like for real. Like it's—it's it's just different down there. Like it's like nobody's better than you. Like you just feel like you're never gonna lose. Nobody, nobody can beat you in nothing. Everybody's competitive. You're better than everybody. Like not in a cocky way, arrogant way, but I just honestly feel like in my like a lot of people say it's hard to block me or do this or do that. But I honestly feel in my heart, like, you really can't block me. Like, and, and I'm going to be mad if you do. Like, it's going to happen. But, like, that's just a mentality from Galveston. I think we just had so many guys going to NFL, playing in the NFL. And you you would see guys on the street who were better than these guys in the NFL, just the streets got them. You know what I mean? Like, just doing the wrong things. Like, we have, like, I think, man, when I was in, when I was in high school, we probably had nine guys you know, 10 guys, 12, like 12 guys at one time in the NFL. So I think you just seeing that. So when I go to Texas, you can, have, you can have said this. We, we talk about this all the time. Said was, man, I want, we, we talking cause we were roommates on the road. He just want to get in there and play and do this and do that. And my whole thing was, I'm, I'm, my thing, I'm gonna go to the NFL. Like I'm going to get out here and do my thing. Cause this is a stepping stone for me to go there. That was just always my mentality. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it was crazy to him that I was thinking like that. But I think that helped him out a lot, too, though. You know what I'm saying? That everybody's – I think a lot of that mentality rubbed off on the team, not the going to the NFL, but just being better and, like, nobody's better. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just that that dogish attitude. You know what I'm saying? Right. It just rubbed off on a whole lot of guys. And the team yeah. kind of had had a whole lot of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You had your, you had your goal set high and you weren't going to accept anything less. Do you remember a guy named Jerry ball? Mm -hmm. Jerry ball was uh, a classmate of mine at SMU. Okay. And he's, he's, you know, when I think of tough nose guards, and I know he played like running back in high school, but he was athletic 
you know, nose tackle. And then I think, oh man, here comes Casey Hampton. And so you get drafted first round Pittsburgh Steelers. What's going through your mind when you hear you're going to Pittsburgh? Um, really didn't know a whole lot about them. Uh, uh, like, um, I was, I grew up like a, a Houston Oilers fan, like my whole life. So that was always my squad, but didn't know a whole lot about them. Knew that they all, but I did, what I did know was they always had great defense. You know what I mean? And I was just happy as hell that I was going somewhere where people took pride in defense and that that was, it was a standard for the defense. You know what I mean? I think that was a blessing me getting drafted there with my mentality and how I am. I just fit right, right into that culture of, you know, how they did things and things like that. But I was fired up. I was, man, I could have went anywhere. I would have been fired up. But like, I was just, you know what I mean? I, I wasn't no Steelers fan or I grew up liking the Steelers or, or none of that kind of stuff. But I was just, I, I was definitely excited. Well, you get in there and I mean, it wasn't, you were on the field. I mean, you were immediately on the field and take, take me through it. Like the coaches who you were interacting with and when you knew that you were like making, you know, when you knew you could play in the NFL, what they were saying to you as a rookie. Uh, it just wasn't a, what they were saying. I just like going against the, you know, me being young, you know, they, they put the, the first team against the, second team or third team or whatever and like going against those guys i was like this ain't like no different than college like these dudes is around the same like it's, it's like crazy like off the like i seen that like real real early it was the game they were the game was a little quicker things happened a little bit faster but the linemen weren't no stronger or nothing like that i'm like whoa i, I thought this was gonna be a big big difference i was like yeah i'm gonna be all right I'm gonna, I'm really, really gonna gonna be all right, man. And so I just had some good coaches, man, and that just you know really, really helped me early on and stayed on me. You know what I mean? And and just made me do everything the right way going in. And I think that helped me out a whole whole lot. What about what about players on that defense who maybe helped you out? Any any player in particular who said, "Hey, Case, let me let me show you some tricks." What, what, yeah, when I got there, uh, Akimo Von Ohoffen, he was the starting nose tackle the year before, but they ended up moving him to defensive end when I got there. And um, and he was like a, a nine-tenure vet at the time. Played in Cincinnati, kind of in a hole. Never never really, nobody knew him, but he was a hell of a player. But, you know, playing in Cincinnati, you never get no props or nothing like that, man. And he showed me everything about the nose tackle position. You know what I mean? Him, between him, and my um, defensive line coach, but Kimo, my defensive line coach showed me how to do things the right way. Kimo showed me how to maybe not the maybe not the right way, but you can make plays and like just different techniques that wasn't the same when my coach showed me, but they worked. You know what I mean? So that was kind of a thing with with with, with my coach when I first got there. He was like, "Yeah, Kimo can do that. He's been here until your ass make a Pro Bowl. You do what the hell I tell you to do." So yeah. after I made my first Pro Bowl, he said, well, I guess you can do what you want to do now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you can go ahead and do what I'm going to do. But chemo, hey, chemo, chemo helped me out a whole lot. Five-time Pro Bowler Casey Hampton, by the way. I mean, you're on a defense with, you know, guys like James Harrison and Troy Palomalu. And, and what were they telling you? Because they, they appreciate you. They appreciate what you were doing on that defense 
because they're, you know, Palomalu's going to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, no problem. You know, we got to get Casey Hampton in there because it all starts with you, and you held the point of attack on that defense in a, you know, three-man line. You're eating double teams every play. Yeah, I did, man. But those guys, man, great guys. You know what I mean? You got to think, man. Troy and, and um, James, like we we played, we played together for ten, like ten years. Like you know what I mean? So those are like my brothers, man. Like we, it, it's 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 different. Like I, I don't know a whole lot about a whole lot of other teams and and how things go and how they're ran, but I, I know that like when guys come to Pittsburgh, they see how how close how close we are and how cool that we are with each other. You know what I mean? And I think that's because Pittsburgh draft they, they build their team through the draft. So they teach you the Pittsburgh way, and that's the only way that you know. So if that's the only way you know when you're growing with other guys, that's the only way they know. The culture is, is a little bit different. We didn't bring in a whole lot of free agents, you know what I mean? So the culture was a certain kind of way in Pittsburgh. And, and the great players like James and, you know, Troy or who, whoever, uh, Joy Port, like everybody was the same, you know what I mean? Everybody was equal. It was like it wasn't like no, no big superstars on the team you know what I mean it was, it was kind of different you know what I mean yeah if you're listening to us on audio on the flagship podcast we'll be right back Casey take me through um the Super Bowl you know your first Super Bowl you beat the Seahawks uh it's the 05 season which is of course when the Longhorns won their national championship with Vince Young and uh an incredible crew of players I think 18 of which went on to the to the NFL, but, um, you know, take me through what you remember from that, that, uh, first Super Bowl. Uh, I just remember, I just remember leading up to it, like just, just all the, the hoopla just going up to it. Like it was just like a whirlwind. There's so much going on. You got to make so many arrangements trying to get your family in. Cause I like flew like my whole, I had like probably 18 of my family members everybody in and had to get them you know uh, accommodations like hotels and all that kind of stuff so I just remember just being real real hectic that first week you know what I'm saying before but I remember like when we actually got to the Super Bowl it was like everything was a lot more calm it was like laid back it was like it was more like a regular week of practicing which you would think you know what I mean other than having like the big the big media day stuff like that it kind of kept it like real, real regular for us. But I mean, the game, man, just, it's, it's like, it's like, a, it's like when you're playing a game, it's like a movie or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like kind of, kind of different. It's like everything kind of, when I think back on it, it's like everything was kind of moving in slow motion. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just a different feeling, man. It's like, you're trying to be the best in the world and you know that if you win this game, like that's, that's what you are. You know what I mean? And, Super Bowl champion, Casey yeah, Hampton. Man. Yeah, man. Now, it's just, it's just, it's different. It's did y'all different. know you were gonna win that game? Like, well, I already, told you, I already told you my mentality. So, oh yeah, and I think, and I think, you know, Joey Porter being the leader of that team, that's definitely his mentality. So, I mean, it's it was. I think, man, I, I just in Pittsburgh, it was different, man. We just felt like nobody could, li- like, really, like. We just felt like we were better, like you know what I mean. We felt like we 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 felt like we were gonna be a more physical team than they were going to be. 
And we felt like, you know, Sean Alexander had a lot of yards on the season, did this and that. But that's our thing, stopping the run. That's not – you're not going to run a ball on us. So you're going to have to do something else. You know what I mean? And we felt like when we stopped the run, it's, 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 a, it's a wrap. They can't do nothing. You know what I mean? That's what it was. And, then, you know, we wasn't worried. I mean, the offense do their thing. We're not worried about them. We only control we control. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you all win that Super Bowl, beat, uh, beat the Seahawks, and then in 08 – uh, incredible Super Bowl against the Arizona Cardinals. Your boy Harrison has that return right before halftime. I mean, you're watching that unfold. What are you thinking? Oh, man, I was so fired up because we was – man, we, were, we weren't playing well on defense at all. You know, they were up and down the field on us a little bit. And he made that play before halftime, man. That was so big, dude. Like, that, that like, just switched the whole momentum of the game up. And then later in the game – Ike lets Fitzgerald get inside of him, man, on that slant, on that, that on that slant, Brock Poe, whatever kind of route it was, and scored that touchdown. Oh, my goodness, man. If looks kill, I think Ike would have thought I was going to kill him. I was, so, I was so mad. I was so mad. But, you know, but that's just in the moment. You know, that's my definitely my guy. Like, it wasn't like I was like that, but I was just just hurt, you know what I mean? And then Tone brought it on in, man, and, and, and made the catch and, and won it for us, man. It was just – that was like – the motions of that game was so up and down. You know what I mean? You, you felt like you got in the bag. I mean, you felt like they're getting away. You come back. You feel like you got it. Then you're like, damn, they, they come back and score on you. So you got to go back and do your thing. So it was, a, it, was, it was a roller coaster of emotions in that game. All right. So in that game, you end up going up against former Longhorns center Lyle Senline, who I think was a rookie that year, undrafted rookie, but he, there was injuries. He ends up as the starter in that game and and my man Tim Crowder said that y'all had a little conversation about maybe what what move might might uh help you out and he said hey just bull rush him and he's like hey man I'm sorry Lyle I don't mean to be giving up the goods like that but what do you remember about going up against Lyle well he didn't have to tell me I kind of seen that <laughs> you know <laughs> Lyle's a smart guy he ain't gonna make no mistakes he gonna um he gonna fight but he's too he too small you know what I mean? He was just he he gonna give all he gave great effort, all that, but just a little dude, man. I, I couldn't let that dude block him at all. You know what I'm saying? So I tried to I tried to punish him, punish him as much as possible. But you know, I got a whole lot of double teams and stuff like that. So he had a whole lot of help. Yeah. He had a whole lot of help that game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh <laughs> I mean when when Casey Hampton's across from you, you gotta have help. What yeah. um take take me back. I, I think it was uh you got me thinking when you talked about the way you were looking at Ike after he gave up that touchdown to Larry Fitzgerald. When y'all were playing at Kansas and Chris Sims threw a pick six, I don't know if you remember this. Sims told me that you came up to him because y'all were down 10 nothing to Kansas after he threw that pick six. And he said that you walked up to him and said, what are you going to do, dude? I mean, are you going to stand up or what? And he like, Got it going. Y'all ended up winning like 51 to 10. And he came up to you after the game. He's like, I, is that all right? Did I do okay? What What do you remember about that? Man, I just, just a young guy, man. Just just trying to put that battery pack in his back. Just trying to yeah. get him Just trying to get him going. You know what I mean? Face a little adversity. You know what I mean? I'm an older guy. I'm pretty sure, you know, one of the leads on the team. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him know. I mean, what you going to do? Come on with it. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, they brought you in here to, to get to get do this thing, get this thing done. What you what you going? They done put my they done put my man Major on the bench for you. So you gotta get, 
So you basically, you got to do your thing. That's how I feel. You know, you put my man on the bench, you got to do your thing. You know what I mean? So just see what you're going to do, what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what were practices like? I mean, Ricky Williams is running around. I mean, what were practices like? How much John was going on in those Longhorns practices? Man, you know nobody couldn't touch Ricky in practice. You know, so Ricky was you touch Ricky, you probably get through out of practice. So it wasn't no <laughs> it was it was a little bit different, man. It was fun though, man. It was fun because, you know, it it, it was competitive because the offense was good. You know what I mean? We were trying to find our way on defense, man, but the offense was good. So but those guys up front, we used to give them hell, you know what I mean, every day. I, I'm pretty sure when those when when them offensive linemen got to the game, I, I, I guarantee it was a lot easier than practice. Ain't yeah. no question about that. Yeah. Well, let me, let's, let's make the case. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Five Pro Bowls. I think you'd be, the, you'd be an all-decade player uh, at your position. I mean, you're better than Tony Siragusa. I'm, I'm, I mean, come on. So, I mean – you know that it's like rare for a, a nose tackle to get into the pro football hall of fame, but come on case. We gotta, we gotta have uh, you know, when Palomalu goes in, he needs to make sure that he says, Hey, y'all need to make sure my man, big case, big hamp gets into the pro football hall of fame too. Right, man. You know, that this is a type of thing, man, where, you know, it's kind of a stat driven thing and, and you know, it's, it's, that's that's why I think it's it's so tough for, for nose tackles because we do a whole lot of stuff that you know no one appreciates. That's, that's really just unseen. You know what I mean? And but as far as as far as like me getting in, I can't say that. I mean, I feel it would be an honor to be in. Make no mistake about that. But I just feel like I can't I can't disrespect the Hall of Fame by saying what I should and shouldn't be in that, you know, with those guys before me, I just respectfully, like, let everybody else make the decision. But I definitely think that if you go back and, and you watch the film and just if you just watch it and, 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 and see how great uh, defenses as a whole we had and, and the part that, uh, that I played in those defenses, you know what I mean, we had because I think that we were very, very underrated um, on defense. You know, very underrated. But if you look at the numbers, I mean, we had some of the all-time great defenses. You know what I'm saying? All-time great defenses. All, all-time, uh, some, I mean, great defensive players. You know what I mean? Like, you got to think. Troy Palmolo won Defensive Player of the Year. James Harrison won Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, uh, Joey Porter was runner-up one year. But, like, we had, like, guys who really, really could play. Like, you know what I mean? So, I, I think – not only me, but a few other guys should, should get the nod, man. But I just feel like, just go look at the tape with me. You know what I mean? I, like, and I you feel gotta, like my tape speaks for itself. And you got to have Super Bowl championships, and you got two of them. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, looking at absolutely. That, I'm looking at that Vince Lombardi trophy right behind you. Hey, man, it took a lot to do it, man. And, and it's, it's, it's tough. But uh, you are, yeah, that's, a, that's the truth, though, man. When you got that hardware behind it. That means a whole lot. You got to respect it. that. I love it. Casey, you're my guy. You know that. I mean, I could talk to you all day. I, let's do it again, man. I mean, I, we got more ground to cover. We just touched on the highlights. We got to get into the, into the good stuff. How's your family? Tell everybody where you are and what you're doing these days. Man, I'm out here um, 
I'm in Seabrook. I live out here in Seabrook. That's in between like Galveston, Houston. So I can't really be in Galveston. There's, you know, my family, all that. I'm just just far enough away we can be back and forth. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hear I'm you. Just, I'm just chilling, man. I don't, man, I don't do a whole lot. I just sit hey. out, sit out the house, man, and kick it back, kick back by the pool, or just just chill, man. I I don't work. I don't work hard enough. Oh yeah. You know I mean, I don't work hard enough. I just chill, go to my son. My son, he plays football at uh Trinity University. Um, so I kind of like that's my thing. Like just going to as many of his games as I can that I can make. He's playing at Trinity in San Antonio. Out. Yeah, in San Antonio. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, what's what so position he playing? He plays safety. Okay. All right. Yeah, oh, he's got safety. them wheels. Nah, he ain't got no. He gonna come down and hit you, but he. Okay. he he ain't got no speed. I mess with him all the time. So he, he gets so mad when I say that. But he's going to come down and hit, though. He ain't scared to bring that hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You got any other kids? No, just one. Okay. All right. Just and one, what year man. is he at Trinity? He'll be a sophomore next year. Okay. All right. So, yeah, just one, man. I can All uh, the kids and all that, man. Oof. That's tough. That's hey, man. tough. I'm so proud of you. It's awesome, man. I, I remember all of, of our conversations like they were yesterday and all the fires you lit under your teammates at Texas. And, and uh, man, I'm, I'm fighting for you. I've, I've been talking to my man, Goose Goslin. He's a, he's a Pro Football Hall of Fame voter. And, and I'm like, hey, you know all those coaches. You know Cower, all those guys. And he's like, I know. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll, put, in, I'll put in the word. So, uh, proud of you, man, and uh, continued uh, uh, good blessings for you, and, and let's talk again soon. Absolutely, man. Keep on doing your thing, man, and stay safe, brother. I know, I'm, here, man, it's, I'm still it's, here. I'm like a barnacle. <laughs> I'm like a barnacle on the side of the Longhorn boat. You know what I mean? Already. I feel hey, you on that. There he is, Casey Hampton. And uh, the flagship podcast will be back next week. And, of course, catch our a Wednesday edition with myself and Taylor Estes, um, the flagship podcast. We appreciate it so much. Thanks for listening.